Hello and welcome to Longevity Now, the place for all your news and views about life extension from around the world. A couple of years ago, I moved into a new place. It's a lot bigger, so I had space to create a new garden and plant a few things. Planted a couple of fruit trees, I planted a couple of nut trees. Fruit trees typically take five years before they start producing. Nut trees, maybe nine or ten years. I think about the fast pace of change nowadays, and I wonder how my life might be ten years from now. Radically different, I suppose. How relevant will that tree be in ten years? Well, someone else who has been thinking about radical change over the long haul is freelance author Robert Colville, and he's our guest tonight on Longevity Now. And now it is my great pleasure to welcome to the podcast the author of The Great Acceleration, Robert Colville. Hello. Hello. First off, could you please give the audience a little background about yourself? Sure. Um, so I'm a British journalist. I spent uh, about 10 years working for the, the Daily Telegraph uh, and various bits of that of that organization um, and ended up running their sort of opinion uh, section. Uh, but I also uh, worked on the technology side and ran the science pages. So, you know, th that was always in the back of my mind. And, and then I worked at BuzzFeed, who were just starting up in the UK and helped them uh, with their sort of the UK election and sort of uh, getting started. And then, yeah, and since then I've been a, a freelancer. Okay. Well, how is it that you came to write about the seemingly faster pace of technological progress? What drew your interest? I think experience. I mean, obviously, as a journalist, I was, you know, at the at the front end of this. We were seeing our our experience of what we thought we should be doing as a, as an organization just sort of upended uh, year after year. And the more I, the more I looked at it, the more this sort of seemed to be a wider pattern. There was this sort of pace with which the new thing came along seemed to be getting quicker and quicker. And you know, my, my interest wasn't so much in the sort of the technology itself because there's lots of people who can who can write about that really well. It was more about the sort of the impact on 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 us, on our on our lives, on our on our social life, on our on our working life, on our on culture. You know, how this is sort of permeated through society. Okay, well, you mentioned that you don't focus specifically on technology, but what do you think is the most specific disruptive technology you see spreading across society today? The mobile phone, without question, it's had a huge impact. I mean, if you look in the last in the last twenty years, we've gone from a situation where a fraction of the global population are connected to a situation where, to a rough approximation, the entire global population are connected. And you've got this. You know, suddenly we all have instant access to to information to each other. Um, it's just it's just a phenomenal social change. Well, the Longevity Podcast audience has a unique interest in life extension. Sure. Untold billions of dollars have been spent on a wide variety of health, medical, and disease research, yet progress in extending healthy life and curing major age-related diseases seems to have been pretty meager at best. I, I disagree with that. I think, I mean, yes, in terms of sort of tackling aging as a, as a disease, sure, but in terms of actual life expectancy, it's gone up colossally in the last, in the last uh, few decades. I guess I was coming from the point of watching technological progress and sure. watching cell phones spread around the world so quickly. And, you know, over the last century, sure, we gained in life expectancy eight, nine years. That's pretty good. But it doesn't seem as though the faster pace of progress is hitting uh, life extension or even major age-related diseases. Do you think that'll change pretty soon? I do. I mean, so one of the things I say at the end of the book is that, you know, 
it's not really that possible for communications to go that fast, to go much faster. But then, if you look at what's coming down the track in terms of genetics or materials or you know the actual sort of physical stuff, uh, the cost of DNA sequencing has just collapsed. It's extraordinary. Uh, and do you cover any medical technology besides, say, DNA uh, sequencing in your book? Not in specific terms. I'm hoping to get uh, into that in the next few months. It's a, uh, just a fascinating area. If you look at technologies like CRISPR, we're at the sort of forefront of something quite interesting where the code we're born with isn't the code we end up with. Or in a, in a few decades' time, it's not going to be. I agree. I, that does seem to be a very disruptive medical technology that could really affect things in the next couple of years. Now, Considering your professional career, being a director of news, particularly at BuzzFeed, have you ever considered that change might not be happening as fast as you perceive? That it only seems that way because you are more or less plugged into the internet. Because when I get away from my computer screen, the world looks almost exactly the same as it did 30 years ago. Same streets, same vehicles, same clothing, same buildings. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that there's this huge debate about innovation and, and whether it's slowed down. I mean, I think my argument would be what's happened is we've, we've internalized it a bit more. It's now perfectly acceptable for someone to sort of say, I am going to start a company which is going to completely upend this industry in a way that it, it wasn't sort of 20 or 30 years ago or even 40 years ago, especially. And then add to that, you've got the, the fact that you know Asia and Africa are being drawn into this network of innovation. I think we're going to see some picking up of the pace of change and of disruption and of sort of uncertainty and fragility at the same time. Well, do you think human society will evolve fast enough to safely cope with technological change? So this is one of the fascinating things which I wanted to talk about in terms of, in terms of life extension, because human society is getting older. The pyramid is, is, is shifting. And one of the things that happens as you get older is you get more set in your ways. You get, um, you know, but Robert Sapolsky, the scientist, has done some really fascinating research looking at when we lose our taste for, for new foods or new, um, you know, for getting tattoos or trying new music. It's sort of around our 30s and 40s. So we've got this sort of paradox where we are living longer and hopefully we'll live for, for an awful lot longer. But will we be experiencing the kind of, well, we have the appetite for the kind of sort of revolutionary change and excitement and uncertainty and adventure that, we, that we're seeing at the moment. Or will, will things sort of calm down a little? Well, of course, uh, you have the book, The Great Acceleration, uh, which uh, people can check out for sale. It's ebook uh, available now, as I can see. And is there anything else, lastly, that you'd like to promote, uh, any uh, future uh, content that you'll be producing or maybe uh, some conferences you might be attending? Well, I'm, I'm going to the Hay Festival in, uh, in, in the UK, which is the biggest book festival around here. Uh, that's on, on May the 31st. I think the talk's going to be available online. Uh, no, but otherwise, no, it's just been uh, great talking to you. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on the Longevity Now podcast. If you are a fan of technological progress, especially from a mass media or societal perspective, well, you have a new option to read about how things might change. Check out The Great Acceleration. Until next time. I'm Justin Lowe.